Legendary oceanographer Sylvia Earle has spent eight decades exploring underwater, and she has good news. Areas that are protected, you can see recovery. How We Save the Ocean, part two of our series on the TED Radio Hour from NPR. Just a quick note here before we get to the music to let you know that we are having a virtual Tiny Desk Trivia Night. On Wednesday, June 30th, you can join Tiny Desk producers Bobby Carter and Sydney Madden for some friendly competition and also relive memorable Tiny Desk moments. Again, we're hosting this live trivia contest online on June 30th. You do need to RSVP, and you can do that at nprpresents.org. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Christina Lee. Hey, Christina. Hey, Robin. It is a big, bonkers release day. We've got a lot to talk about, including new albums from Tyler, the Creator, Lucy Dacus, and Salt. But let's start with Doja Cat. She's got a new one out today called Planet Her. Doja Cat, this is Planet Her. The song from Planet Her is called Payday. This is her third studio album. And Christina, I, I just found it to be such a big, slick, glossy, vibrant celebration of youth. Speak further on that, Robin, because definitely in the single Kiss Me More, I think Doja Cat sings to like, you know, we're young, we're fun, let's go crazy. But I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. Well, there's first of all, there's a lot of sex on the record. <laughs> it is all over this album. In fact, on the song Need to Know, she says, I just can't help but be sexual. So I guess that's one of the reasons I say it's a celebration of youth, because it's music that lives very much in the body. But I, I do think it's a bit more than that. She also talks about youthful hopes and dreams and that time in your life when anything is possible. I mean, there's a song called Love to Dream, which I found to be a real moment of sweetness on the record. Yeah, there's a wide range of moods on Planet Her. Uh, one of the interesting songs is actually at the very beginning with that opening track, Woman. It's this Afrobeat song. And I think this is the first time where we're hearing her sort of position her music as the source of like empowerment. She's invoking the divine feminine and she's also complaining about how folks in particular love to pit women against one another. And I think she really underscores that with this change in delivery that we're hearing in this particular album. So I think in the past, you would hear Doja Cat rapping more than she was singing. And, you know, just from the way that she raps, I think 
she tends to come off as more of a comedic presence, right? The punchlines mm. are just much more pronounced. Yeah. Whereas in this album, I noticed that throughout she's singing more than she's rapping and she's doing so in a much higher register than I think I've ever heard from her before. There were times when I thought, okay, she's channeling her inner Ariana Grande. And then there were other times where I thought maybe she's channeling her inner Grimes. But either way, because of this change in delivery, I think the music comes off as more ethereal. Doja Cat, the album is called Planet Her. And Christina, as I said, it's a crazy release day. And up next, we've got another big album out today. It's Tyler, the creator's new one, Call Me If You Get Lost. Hold up! Oh my God, I've never seen nothing like this. <laughs> That's what my mom was saying. She, she was crying and shit. She was just like, this shit is beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. You always, you always keep the picnic blankets in the back because you, you never know. Okay. Okay. Now we're ready. Rolls Royce pull up. Black boy, hop out. Shout out to my mother and my father. They can pull out. MSG sell out. Fuck these niggas yap out. Whips on whips. My ancestors got their backside. Two four five hundred stacks for the hood. Call me lumberjack, cause I wish a nigga would. Whereas you would like I, this the wish a nigga could face. Then get the paper like they should. Niggas ain't really on the type of shit he on I hit Drizzy and told him I had a milli for him I own my company's full, told him to keep the loan I took that gold bitch home, niggas was big mad I put that bitch on the shelf to let it ventilate And bought another car, cause I ain't know how to celebrate That big boy, that big bitch for all weather It never rained in Cali, came with an umbrella This is Tyler, the creator, his new album Call Me If You Get Lost This is the single from it called Lumberjack this is one of the most closely guarded releases of the week. We weren't actually able to hear the full album ahead of this taping, but man, the hype leading up to it has been intense. Christina, what do we know at this point? Okay, so first of all, I just need to react to what I just heard, okay? Because there's been a number of teasers so far, and we could definitely talk about that. There's been a number of teasers and a lot of like short visuals that basically told me anyway that Tyler, the creator, was going to do his own Wes Anderson film with this album, right? But then with this song, I'm thinking, oh my God, is this finally going to be his Gangster Grills? There's the Lumberjack single. There's a video called Was Your Name, which is kind of a, a teaser video for another song. There's this really funny sketch that he did called Brown Sugar Salmon, where he's riding a train and he keeps being told he can't get anything on the menu. And, the, you know, the two waiters are, are white women who are super smarmy and, you know, overly saccharine in their, in their niceties. And it's a pretty obvious and, and, like I said, very funny commentary on white privilege. Um, there's also a phone number you could call. Right. So if you called 1-800-GET-LOST, you basically heard a voicemail of Tyler's mom, you know, basically saying that she would defend her son however which way. And that's probably the most PG way to put it. But that was the first teaser for this particular album. There were billboards that had popped up showing this number. And then we got the album cover, which if you looked really closely, it's a license photo. But the name actually says Tyler Baudelaire. I hope I'm saying that right. So folks are wondering like, okay, what new persona is he going to debut? Because with Igor, you know, he had the Sia wig on. Everybody was dressed like Tyler as Igor for Halloween. Then Tyler Baudelaire, it could either be a reference to a series of unfortunate events or it could be a nod to the French poet, Charles Baudelaire. No one knows yet. No one knows. We're all about to find out. Well, I, you know, part of me rolls my eyes at all this sort of hype, but then, you know, it's fun. 
it's fun. There's there's just so little mystery <laughs> in life anymore, you know. And if you're if you're a super fan of an artist and they start dropping clues like this, it's just fun to follow the breadcrumb trail, you know, and see where it leads. And uh, you know, other than these clues and bits he's trickled out, that's what we know for now. It's a record people will be writing and talking about and trying to make sense of for weeks or months. And uh, we expect to see it on a, a bunch of year-end lists for sure. Tyler, the creator, the album Call Me If You Get Lost. Thanks so much, Christina. Thanks for having me. And from Tyler, the creator, let's go to a, a surprise album that's out now. We only found out about it last week from the band Salt, S-A-U-L-T, Salt. Their new one is called Nine. Nothing gangs is a fight for life. No one's doing right. It's a bigger price. Nothing gangs, but the postcodes. Revenge is all you know. Bigger your big bro. Good luck getting that little out of your head today. <laughs> From the band Salt, the album number nine, the song is London Gangs, and Radio Milwaukee's Tariq Moody joins us to talk about this very highly anticipated and mostly uh, surprise album. Hey, Tariq. Hey, Robin. How you doing? All right. Real quick, first remind us who this mysterious and, and absolutely amazing band is. Well, Salt's been on the scene for at least a uh couple years and they just put out these amazing genre bending albums yeah but there's no photos there's no image there's no like press releases it's just music you don't know who's a part of the group you know people have guests of some of the artists such as cleo soul little sims kid sister seems to be appearing on some of the tracks but again it's still you don't proclaim who they are yeah. But last year, they really had their moment after George Floyd. They released two albums, Untitled Black Is and Untitled Rise Is, within a few months of each other. Untitled Black Is was kind of just this album of emotion, anger, and rage, and sadness. Yeah, And I know NPR Music listed as their number one album of that year. Untitled yeah. Rise was this healing, self-care album. Like, you got the rage out, you got the sadness, it's time to heal and regroup and organize and and get back into the fight. Yeah, my my take on this new album after a, a couple of passes is that, you know, if Untitled Black Is and Untitled Rise were call to arms, this one, Nine, is a reminder to stay strong, to stay engaged, you know, to, to keep fighting and mm -hmm. to never give up. Yeah, and there's a subtle thing that there seems to be a theme of bringing the relationship between Black Americans and Black Londons and highlighting that London, especially the Black people in London, are having similar issues that what's going on here in this country. 
the first half of the record has more drive to it, like that song London Gangs that we played. But then the tone shifts about halfway through. Yeah, like all the rest of the tracks completely changed. Like the first half, the lyrics are very repetitive. Second yeah. half, it's it's about storytelling. It's about the soul of the album. And it, it's kind of that that weird two chapters. Like track nine, the title track, just conjure up Rotary Connection and Minnie Ripperton, that psychedelic soul from the late 60s and early 70s. what salt does like salt really makes an album for the art for the not for any other reason other than the art and expression of creativity salt is the band their incredible new album is called nine Tariq, let's do one more before i let you go this is a new one out today from the band hiatus coyote it's called mood valiant hope This is Hiatus Coyote, and Coyote in this case is spelled K-A-I-Y-O-T-E. The album is called Mood Valiant. The song we're hearing from it is Chivalry is Not Dead. Hiatus Coyote is a, a band from Australia that's been making, I think, fair to say, pretty thrilling music, pretty bold music that can also kind of leave you scratching your head sometimes, you know, <laughs> as your brain just tries to figure out what is going on. And I like that. I mean, yeah. I like uh, a band. This band is... You call me a fanboy. I am a fanboy of, of this, <laughs> this group since their first release. This band, to me, puts out probably some of the best soul music mm. today. You know, soul music is either like people release soul music that is uh, following the trends or rehashing the past. Yeah. They've created music from the soul. Yeah. If it, that makes it, sense. It, yeah, no, it's very soulful music. And there is also... You know, it has some tentacles in R&B and hip-hop and, and classic mm -hmm. soul, like you say, but I also think Dirty Projectors, you know, these songs have a nice strut to them, but they also have a, they have that similar kind of stutter step that Dirty Projectors puts in their music that kind of keeps everything off balance nicely. You think about Jay Dilla did that. That's why people love Jay Dilla totally. so much, because of his production was 
this just off a little bit to right. like bring you in. And I think she does. Nye Palm, the singer and the rest of the group does a great job of bringing you in to their world. And uh, the track you played, uh, Chivalry Is Not Dead, one, it is it is a funky masterpiece. It's like future funk overload. Mm. But it's about slug sex. Slug sex? Slug sex. It's a song about I know, sex. That, that, I, I, that one went over me. <laughs> so it's a song about slugs and seahorses. And, and I was reading an interview while she did it. She just wanted to... Um, paraphrasing because i don't think we can curse she wanted to mess with the hit record formula and, and write a song about three minutes and 40 seconds and it's just all about sex but yeah. she flipped it on his head like most songs about sex is just literal sex hey baby this is about yeah. about some leopard slug sex <laughs> mood valiant is the name of the record from hiatus coyote Hiatus Coyote. I have to keep saying that name. I don't know why I keep stumbling. <laughs> Hiatus Coyote. All right. Thanks so much, Tariq. Be well. Thank you. Let's do one more album before we take a quick break. This is from the guitarist and singer Lucy Dacus and her new one out today called Home Video. Being back here makes me hot in the face. Hot blood in my pulsing veins. Heavy memories weighing on my brain. Hot and heavy in the basement of your parents' place You used to be so sweet Now you're a firecracker on a crowded street Couldn't look away even if I wanted Try to walk away but I come back to the start I mean, I know this isn't dance pop, but this is the kind of stuff that makes me want to move. Yeah, I, I am dancing, actually. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I find NPR Music's Marissa Luriso here to talk about this one. Lucy Dacus, the album is Home Video. The song we're hearing from it is called Hot and Heavy. I was off uh, for a couple of weeks recently, and I spent the entire time going through boxes of old photos and, and home movies and videos from before I was even born, you know, up to the present, so I could digitize and archive everything. Wow. And it was it was intense. It was a lot. And it really forced me to think about that time and reconsider the past. And that's essentially what Lucy Dacus is doing on this record home video. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wow. You are in the perfect headspace for this yeah, no record, kidding. Robin. <laughs> the whole vibe is spot on. Lucy has said that basically nearly all of the songs on this record are written about very specific moments in her life between the ages of seven and 17. So a pretty pivotal, you yeah. know, time in your life. And I think part of what makes this album so remarkable is that she makes these moments feel so vivid and mm. present, you know, and she's singing about friends who have crappy boyfriends or like early crushes, early heartbreak, but she brings so much depth and wisdom to it. Yeah. I just kept shaking my head through the whole record thinking, man, she just keeps getting better and better. I love the pacing, the momentum. There's a lot of great build and release across this record. I mean... 
I, I think there are a few artists who do bittersweet quite as well as she does. Absolutely. I totally agree. And it's interesting that you say there's so many good builds on this record because something that really stood out to me is I think about Night Shift, which was the big single from her last record and how huge and anthemic that song gets. Mm -hmm. And on this record, I feel like she doesn't have to yell ever. She has such control in her voice and such control over the songs that even the most subtle change in her delivery or the most subtle change in instrumentation can say so much without really doing something huge sonically. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it comes in the mood. A lot of the shifts Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of, you know, because she gets super dark on this record. There's the song Thumbs, you know, which is, it's a pretty messed up song and there's a lot of violence in it. And I guess she's just an artist who's never really shied away from, from her darkest thoughts. I think that's true. And there's a balance of that kind of really intense darkness on this record. And then so much empathy and compassion that she shows both for a younger version of herself and also for the characters who populate these songs too. Lucy Dacus is the artist. Her new one is called Home Video. And Marissa, stay with us. You've got one more album that we want to talk about. We've also got new ones from Cautious Clay and Faye Webster coming in the next half of the show. But first, we need to take a short break. Support for NPR and the following message come from BetterHelp, offering online counseling. BetterHelp therapist Hesu Jo shares the unique benefits of therapy. Being in therapy is this very intimate, unique experience to have this other person see you, this other person acknowledge who you are. and accept all of it, you know, and like figure out the bits and pieces that you don't want to accept to change that stuff for the better. Even if you're not struggling with something necessarily, but you just want to learn a little bit more about who you are, you want to function a little bit better in your relationships with people or change the way that you approach habits, doing that together with somebody else can be very powerful and impactful to talk this out and process this together as two humans. To get matched with a counselor and get 10% off your first month, go to BetterHelp.com songs. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton, and we're doing a rundown of the best albums out now on June 25th. We start the second half of the show off with the artist known as Squirrel Flower. The album is called Planet Eye. Sunburn in your eyes You'll take the long way took me sense that I could do it to this point is the start Now I'm a builder And now I'm a builder The band is Squirrel Flower, the album not to be confused with Doja Cat's Planet Her. It's called Planet Eye, Planet Eye from Squirrel Flower. The song we're listening to is called Roadkill. And Marissa LaRusso, remind us who Squirrel Flower is, and then we can talk a bit about what you and I and so many other people are loving about Planet Eye. Yeah, Squirrel Flower is the stage name of the songwriter Ella Williams, and this is her sophomore record. She put out a record called I Was Born Swimming last year. 
I personally have been a fan of her since she was self-releasing stuff on Bandcamp a while ago. But I think that this record is a really interesting exploration from her and a really interesting next step. Talk a little bit about what she's getting into on the record, because she takes a look at the world and doesn't really like much of what she sees. No kidding. The name of this record, Planet I, she says, comes from an inside joke about a made-up planet that people will settle after they've totally destroyed Earth, but that it also kind of stands in for the universe that she creates in her music. Mm. But... But that idea of destruction is really present on the album. A lot of the songs are on this theme of destruction and ruin and trying to stare down those fears in order to overcome them. She invokes a lot of natural disasters, like on Desert Wildflowers, she sings, I'm not scared of the storm. I'll be lying on the roof when the tornado turns. And what I find really striking is that a lot of, on a lot of these songs, she's internalizing these disasters or personalizing them. She sings about being a space rock burning fast. She sings about seeing you with floods in your eyes. And I think it's a really powerful way of thinking about emotional turbulence in the way that we still try to connect with each other despite it. Yeah, Planet Eye is such a fascinating title because um, you can read it so many ways. My, my first assumption was, well, clearly it speaks to the the islands that we've all been living on this past year, right? All the isolation, we're all stuck in our miniature planets. Um, mm-hmm. And then I also thought, well, it also speaks to a world of people consumed by their own reflection, right? As seen through social media. And then I read that Ella Williams wrote all these songs, you know, long before the pandemic. Yeah, I think that that kind of introspective thinking about our own internal universes is a big theme on the record, but it's not just inward looking. It's not just a a song of an egomaniac. It's really about how do we connect with each other despite maybe being on our own little islands. Squirrel Flower, the album is called Planet Eye. Thanks, Marissa. Thanks so much, Robin. Okay, up next in our sprint through the best albums out today is a new one from the artist known as Cautious Clay. It's called Deadpan Love. Whatever you want. I'm on my way to lose control. Feeling kind of crowded. All these emotions got me low Exactly what I wanted When I'm alone Feeling like I see everyone Yeah Moving on home Exactly what you're taking me for But I don't wanna find my This is Cautious Clay. The album is called Deadpan Love. His debut album, the song we're hearing from it, is called Woe. And NPR music contributor Gavin Godfrey redox for this one. Hey, Gavin. What's going on, Robin? We were listening to the top of this song just before the taping, and we were like, if you're not moving already, what's wrong with you? Right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's even such, a, such a jam. Yeah. It's just it, the grooves, his voice, everything across this whole record works so well. I, I can't believe it's his debut album either. I mean... 
We've been following him for a while now. He's been on multiple shows. We even did a tiny desk with him. But it is so nice to finally have this full record. You know, I like you, I've been anxiously waiting for a full length to, to come about. I'm one of those people who, to intro to Cautious Clay, was his first breakout single. It's called Cold War. And I remember it appeared on the HBO show Insecure with Issa Rae. And it was just a feeling when it came on. And then fast forward to 13 Reasons Why um, and his song Swim Home popped up on that as well. And I was just in my mind, like, who is this guy? He obviously warps together all kinds of sounds and styles and genres. And I mean, there's obviously a lot to love in, the, in just the music itself. But his work for me is just so lyric driven. Definitely. And it's it's I love that we were coming into the track. Whoa, because there's a lyric on there where he says, you know, I'm feeling fake and underwhelmed, but the nerves will keep me grounded. My mistakes I'll sing aloud exactly how they sounded. And to me, that just kind of speaks to his vulnerability, right? It's, he has no bones about um, just being himself on a record. I feel like a lot of R&B stars or in the periphery of that, of that uh, genre sings at people or they're the cockiest, baddest, sexiest, you Mm. know, man or woman in the room. And he's okay with not being that. And he's, he's a guy who lyrically we, we hear him trying to figure out just what exactly love is and where he fits into all of it. Is he, is he doing it right? Is he doing life right? Deadpan Love is the album from Cautious Clay. Gavin, stay with us for one more record out today that I know you're excited about and so many of us are. It's from singer Faye Webster. It's a hard one for me to know how to say right. It's called, I Know I'm Funny, Ha Ha. I Know I'm Funny, Ha Ha. A good too much time it's there to do now Over and otherwise Things I don't really care about The last words he said There's other When those harmonies kick in, that's when I was finally sold on this record. I know I'm funny, haha, from Faye Webster. The song is called Sometimes. Um, Bob Boylan played a song from the record called Cheers on the show back in April, and that one has, you know, more guitar and some grit to it. But most of the album, I think, sounds more like this cut sometimes, just a dewy 70s soft pop and rock glow. Faye is interesting to me because she's, she's an artist out of Atlanta who kind of arose from the DIY scene. She was part of a collective called Awful Records. She mm-hmm. she started off as a teenager, but this collective Awful Records in Atlanta was just a group of kids who uh, were mostly rooted in hip hop and R and B and even a little punk. And they embraced Faye um, at a younger age, and then she released her self titled album, Faye Webster, 
on awful records. You know, she's around all these kids who are predominantly doing hip hop. But like you've said, it's it's very dewy. It's like 70s pop. There's a lot of, you know, steel pedal guitar. You can just throw her record on, lay out in the hammock in the backyard and just vibe out. You know what I mean? It, it's it's yeah. she she takes you to a place, but I feel like at the heart of especially this this new album is a lot of love and and loneliness. A lot of loneliness, a, a lot of deep, deep sadness on the record. There's, but there's also boredom, and right. you know the title is obviously ironic because there's not much on the record that's very funny. She seems to me to give a, a big shrug to it all, though. Right, like in in the way she um, delivers her lyrics and her her songs, she always gets called out for being plain spoken or delivering her lyrics in a very simple way. And to your point, to me, it's more just like she it has a way of basically telling you how her day went, but you're not really sure that the day ruined her life or made her life. You know what I mean? But yeah. she does it. You're, you're still interested in how her day went, if that makes sense. But to that point, I, I love how Faye Webster closes the record. It's with a song called Half of Me. It's just her and her guitar. And she asks what the purpose of anything is. And she doesn't have an answer for it, which is what I, I like. I, I guess... I, I like that she doesn't have an answer and that we're seeing her in this moment, right? She's not going through what brought her to this moment. She's not on the other side of this moment. She is right in it. And and I, I love that kind of ambiguity, not knowing. Faye Webster is the artist. Her new one is called I Know I'm Funny Haha. <laughs> Thanks so much, Gavin. Thank you, Robin. I appreciate it. As I keep saying, it is a crazy packed day for new music. There's way more than we could play on a single show. So let's go ahead and do a quick rundown of some of the other notable releases out now on June 25th. I'll start with Modest Mouse. The band's first new album in six years is out today. It's called Golden Casket. Golden Casket from Modest Mouse. The Mountain Goats also have a new album out today called Darken Here. It's their fourth album in the last three years, Darken Here from the Mountain Goats. The Durham, North Carolina folk rock group Hiss Golden Messenger released a new one today called Quietly Blowing It. Cedric Burnside, the grandson of blues legend R.L. Burnside, he has a really nice solo album out today called I Be Trying, Cedric Burnside. Matthew Deere has a new one out today called Preacher's Sigh and Potion, Lost Album. Preacher's Sigh and Potion, Lost Album from Matthew Deere. And there's a really interesting, more experimental album out today from a Brooklyn artist known as Lorraine. And that's L-apostrophe-R-A-I-N, Lorraine. It's called Fatigue. This is the musical project of Taja Cheek. It's part sound collage, part jazz, part soul, and a whole lot more fatigue from Lorraine. All that music out now along with these last couple of albums that we want to play, starting with a nice burst of guitar noise from the artist known as Pom Pom Squad and her album, Death of a Cheerleader.
God, that couldn't be more perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pom Pom Squad is the band. The album is Death of a Cheerleader. The song we're hearing from it is called Drunk Voicemail. We've all been there. <laughs> and here to talk about this one is NPR Music contributor Serena Turos. Hey, Serena. Hey, Robin. I have a question for you. Yeah. You like hooks? <laughs> I like a hook. And you turned me onto this record, and I hit play literally like two seconds into it. I knew I was going to love this album. The, the riffs, the guitars are just so thick, and they hit so hard. I love it. Yeah, this is the debut album from Pom Pom Squad, a band led by Mia Barron. And this record is just chock full of hooks. Hooks, riffs. This is one of the best rock releases of the year so far, according according to me. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't believe me, just ask. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree with that. And there have been a lot. This has been a really great week, actually, for guitar rock, all of it led by young women who are just dominating in this space. And this whole record is very, very cathartic to listen to. And I, it was for her to make as well. Yeah, this is an album about coming of age. And it actually riffs on a lot of coming of age films like Natasha Leone's queer cult classic, But I'm a Cheerleader, and The Virgin Suicides, like John Hughes films. She said that in high school, she was fascinated by the way that cheerleaders wielded their power and the way that they represented this American ideal of conventional beauty and femininity. And that like she didn't really feel like she fit into that. So this album titled Death of a Cheerleader, it's like almost about shedding that expectation as she takes ownership of her own story and her sexuality. One thing I love, she doesn't just push the pedal to the floor across this record. I mean, it really does just rage quite a bit, but she doesn't just shred it to pieces. There are these really interesting moments where she'll have these weird warped sounds going on in the background, like the song Crying. There's this moment mm. <laughs> yeah, where it's, it feels like everything's just melting around her. Yeah, this record was co-produced by Mia and Sarah Tudson of Illuminati Hotties. I'm someone who doesn't have access to a car, so I'm normally only listening to songs on headphones, and that doesn't always surface the best version of a mix, but on these songs, you can hear all of the details. It's recorded so clearly, and you get all of these niche little moments like you're talking about, Robin. I agree completely, but if you do have a car, get in it, put this on, turn it all the way up, just in time for summer, roll the windows down. It's an awesome, awesome record. Pom Pom Squad. The album is called Death of a Cheerleader. And now, Serena, for the come down. <laughs> it's, it's another artist. It's another artist we love, but, but couldn't be more different. This is a band from New York called Lightning Bug. Their new album is called A Color of the Sky. This is Lightning Bug, the band Lightning Bug, the album A Color of the Sky. This song is called September Song Part 2. 
As I said, they're from New York. This is their third album. And I mean, if you need something to take you away from it all this week, this is maybe your best bet. Yeah, I listened to this whole album like six or seven times in a row last week. Oh, wow. Uh, it was like... <laughs> I don't... I just what kept... was going on? Are you okay? I'm I'm fine, but it was just... <laughs> setting my heart aloft on this gentle breeze and I didn't want to put it back down on the ground. Oh man, I get it. Yeah, it, this is there's so much lift in these songs, but not in that big booming anthem sort of way, just in that like I am leaving my body and levitating way. Yeah, this is really an album about a meditation on the passage of time and an internal examination of the ways we grow and change and you know, trying to find beauty in the world before it's over, which is Robin Hilton core for sure. <laughs> the vocals are really soft in the mix here. So I feel like my first couple listens, I missed a bunch of Audrey Kong's really beautiful lyrics. Like on Wings of Desire, she sings, the past is made of stardust, the future's shifting sand. If it's my own path that's drifting, then where am I to land? And I that just conked me out. Yeah. Um, you know, when she was doing all this soul searching in this record, she had this real epiphany, a moment where she realized that she herself was responsible for her own happiness. And just the power that comes from realizing under and understanding that is so beautiful and liberating. It's it's like something you wish for everybody. Yeah, she started writing these songs in, in August of 2019. She was taking this trek in, in Washington State and witnessed this kite festival. Hmm. She said she was just camping in the woods and, you know, watching the sunset every day and really starting to learn and explore her own self and her relationship to others. And I feel like all of these songs sound like a sunset to me. I feel like she captures that perfectly. Like if you look away for a second, you're going to miss it. That is so beautifully said. Lightning Bug is the band. A Color of the Sky is the appropriate title for the new <laughs> album from them. Thanks so much, Serena. Thanks, Robin. And that'll do it for this packed release day, New Music Friday. There was a lot to hear on this episode, so if you want to go back and listen to full versions of the songs and also hear a whole bunch of other singles that came out this week, check out NPR's New Music Friday playlists in Spotify, Apple Music, and on our website at npr.org slash allsongs. The best way to keep up with the latest music, Tiny Desks, and other features from NPR Music is with our newsletter. We only send it out once a week. That's on Saturday mornings. And you can sign up for it at npr.org slash music newsletter. All one word, music newsletter. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. <laughs>